Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled Ananias and Sapphira. It shall be focused on a study of Acts chapter 5. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we learn in this scripture how, Father, we are to fear you, Lord, and remember that being Christians has a level of respect that we have to have for your word and genuineness and truthfulness and how, Father, you are a God of principles. Help us to have that godly fear that we ought to have and respect. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Acts chapter 5. Chapter 5 But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold the possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost, and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young man arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors, and brought them forth, and said, Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning, and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, and found them not in the prison, they returned, and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest, and the captain of the temple, and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, Ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We are to obey God rather than men. 
the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space, and said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. For before these days rose up Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about four hundred, joined themselves who was slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing, and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men, and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, Faith in the Son of God. This was preached in 1952 on July the 15th. We'll begin a paragraph 22 up to the end. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Here not long ago, I was preaching in a Methodist church one night, and I thought the Lord was firing me up good. And I was just a preaching away, and I said, you don't go to hell because you get drunk. You don't go to hell because you commit adultery. You don't go to hell because you smoke cigarettes, things like that. Some little old Methodist mother had just about as much as she stands, you know. She's sitting here and she jumps up to her feet. A great, nice church. She said, Reverend Branham, I resent that. What do you go to hell for? I said, because you believe not. That's right. The Bible said, he that believeth not is condemned already. Jesus said, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but already passed the death to life. You can't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and live the same life that you once lived. That's right. That makes it pretty strong. That's not skim milk by long ways, but it's good for you. You can't believe with all your heart that he is the Son of God and accept him as your personal Savior and live the life you once lived in sin. Because he said you passed from death to life and are not coming into condemnation, but you passed from death to life. St. John 5, 24. Do you believe that's the truth? Jesus Christ said so. So then you see the only thing that condemns you is your unbelief. And if we can't have faith enough to believe God for little things that we see taking place here and try to muddle it all up and say it's psychology, it's the mental celebrity or something like that, how in the world are you going into resurrection? Figure that out. When your body will probably not be over a spoonful of ashes. But God will raise it up. He that eateth my flesh and drinks with my blood has everlasting life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. Jesus said that in St. John 6. He that eats my flesh, drinks my blood, has everlasting life, present in town, and I'll leave him up the last day. You believe that? Now, I'm thinking to you, that he that eats and drinks of us worldly, he that eats and drinks of the damned, he that eats himself, not converting the Lord's body, and for this cause, many are sick and weakly among you, and many sleep. Okay, is that right? And now look what the day. No wonder Isaiah said the tables have become full of violence. The priest sits the bone, priest sits line on line, here a little, there a little, old fashioned, that what's good. Stammer, listen to the tongues, watch, speak to the people. This is the rest of 
God said that you hear the word come preached upon, preached upon, line upon line, here a little, there a little. See all these things, and yet men look, mutter, wonder, walk away, shake their heads, and see that they were doing. Oh, I can figure a thing out. This is that you're not supposed to figure it out. You're supposed to believe it. Yeah. Amen. Well, so much here I go. I want to read some of his words. My words are just not much. But I want to read his words. I want you to know in what faith taken place in Jerusalem when people believe. When they've seen the signs of God. I mean they've seen the artist. There's just been a woman come up and a man who went out and done something and come and thought they could get by with it before the church. They lied about it. They said, we sold our ground for so-and-so, but there was a man standing there who was a prophet. He said, why is the devil putting your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Such a shock killed the man. Here come his wife in, Sapphira, Sapphira Ananias, Sapphira. So when they come in, he also told her the feet that packed her husband out. I tell you, when they seen that discerning, that spirit moving and pointing the person, telling who it was, the, the critics hush. But today they're brazing. My. Listen to this. Wish I had time to read it all. Acts 5, beginning with the 12th verse. I believe we just begin a little farther up. Let's begin about the twelve, though, because I haven't time to read it. My time's getting away. And by the hands of the apostles, right after the death of Ananias, the five hundred Peter pointed them out and told them what they had done. The very condemnation of the thing to know that they were wrong shocked them till he died right there. Just think of that. The Holy Spirit speaking said, You've lied and you've done a certain thing. And down they drop. You believe it's the same Holy Spirit? Been challenged so many times. You ever read my little book back there called The Man Sent from God? How many read it? Thank you. You're the maniac. How many of you take that voice of healing? You seen the other day how that that great renowned lawyer thought all that was muddled up in the line. He even went to the law and things like that, and every one of them rung out 100% true. You see what he said about it, the CPA. All right. What would then if he walked to the platform? What would have happened here in Harlingen, Texas, here not long ago, when a certain thing taken place when some fellows come down there and wrote out an article in the paper, or a little paper and passed it on there and said that I was nothing but Simon the Sorcerer and I was bewitching people, and the FBI agents was there that night to expose me on the platform. Many of you, is anybody at Harlingen, is a Harlingen meeting? If you are, raise your hand around here from Harlingen, Texas. We're down in the valley. Well, I've got the article of it in my little scrapbook. Passed great big things out and said there's going to be all these different things. Said all it is is mental telepathy. He's Simon the Sorcerer. When I walked to the platform that night and said what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a trick that he plays. And all like that. Said it was a big stage show and all that. Said the FBI agents. I come to the platform. Mr. Baxter stand there. The custodian of the building had went out and had them little Mexican children to take all them off the cars. He stand there weeping. He said, Reverend Branham, it's a shame. He said, my baby was healed in this meeting. It looked such a, a damnable rot like that to the Lord to pick that guy up for doing that. I said, that's all right. There's a higher law on earth here will take care of that. For really, I tell you, whosoever should speak a word against the Holy Ghost, it will not be forgiven him in this world or the world to come. I said, he's just mentally upset. I, a little lady had just been healed of a condition she runs. She said, Reverend Branham, she said, oh, I know it wasn't mental telepathy that night when you... I said, now look, sis. She said, I'm going to leave the building. The FBI come and rescue you on the platform. She said, I don't know what I'd do, Brother Branham. I said, don't you worry about that, sis. I said, I've had the FBI in meetings two or three times, and every time he got converted, I said, I sure like to have him again. And 
Brother Bosworth remembers one night in my meeting with the FBI coming to Seattle, Washington, went out the next day and knelt down in the shooting gallery and said, Brother Branham, look, how can I receive the type of Holy Spirit that you've got? See? I put my arms around him and led him to Christ. A year from now he retires, he's going with me. That's right. I like to see people come in who's really sincere. So I got up on the platform that night, I said, look. I said, I have a little piece of paper. I said, my brother Howard, I said, you go on out of the building, and Mr. Baxter, if you leave the building. I said, it's been said this was mental telepathy. I said, sitting in the back of the building, it's about two hours ago, as Mr. Baxter here knows before he leaves. I said, one day while I was down here in Texas, and a little newspaper went busted later on, tear a dirty article, and said that I was up there, and a whole lot said I received so much money in a meeting, and it had taken two big men to pack the offering out of the building. Brother, sister, I had a million five hundred thousand dollars given to me at one time and refused to put my name on it and told them to take it back. That's right. I had $25,000 given to me in one check at the platform in Texas for a man from a Texas oil owner there that comes said his mother was healed out of a wheelchair that just flew her in there. And I said, sir, and I pulled the check up before him. That's right. I'm a poor man. Someone offered me here not long ago said, Brother Brandon, we'll buy you a nice Cadillac to ride it. I said, a Cadillac? I said, me go down through Arkansas and some of them poor little old Arkansas down there picking cotton, little old mothers, and their hands stuck up with cuckoo burrs and things, or burrs off of that cotton, picking, pulling a sack half dead with female trouble and things like that, eating fat bacon and cornbread for breakfast, come put a dollar in my meeting and me riding a Cadillac? No, sir. No, indeed. I said, no, indeed. I'll never do that. I mean, thank you. I want to be like the people that comes to me to be prayed for. No, sir. If I could afford it, I sure wouldn't even have them to even put in the nickels and dimes to pay for the auditorium. And I said, no, I, if I got what I deserved, I'd be walking. I wouldn't I feel funny now. I said, there goes Brother Branham, a big Cadillac going down the road, and them poor little fellows couldn't even afford a bicycle, and then me going in a Cadillac. That's not right. No, sir. So I just wouldn't stand for it. And this man made a great remark that I cut money and everything like that. It was wrong, but God dealt with him. And one day I remember a friend of mine, Mr. Reese, from over, he may be in this meeting tonight. Many of you might know Mr. Reese. He had a stroke, and his hands was hanging like that, and the doctor said he'd die before morning. They called me way down Florida, one of the secure places, and I prayed for him on the phone. God saved his life. And he was been, and one night, just coming out of, one day there at the, what was that little place where he got them big caves there in New Mexico? Carlsbad. And we was coming out, Billy and I were going down the street. And here comes Mr. Reese out and his colored driver, and Mrs. Reese trying to help him. And he was, and he seen me come there and he held his mouth open, crying, and she's trying to wipe the tears away from his eyes. She said, Brother Branham, last night she called from 25 to 35, and mine was 36. He said, Oh, if I could only got to the line. And I said, I said, Brother Reese, that wouldn't be your good brother. He said, No, Brother Branham, but I want to know what I've done. If I've done anything, God knows that I'm sorry. I said, why should I have to go like this through life now? I said, I'm glad to be living, but holding like that. And the boy trying to hold him, his wife like that. I said, well, Mr. East, I have no way. I said, just tonight, I just call a number of those cards. I said, if God would have intended it. He said, well, all right. He said, Brother Bram, I'll keep on with God. He shows me if I never go be well or not, what I can do. Poor old fellow. Standing there, I looked. Coming up from him, I've seen a palm tree standing out there. I've seen him with a brown suit on, a white shirt, and a brown tie. Standing perfectly straight, lifting up his hands and arms, walking like this. I said, Brother Reese, thus saith the Lord. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know where it'll be. It isn't here because there's no palm trees here. But you'll be standing somewhere by the side of a palm tree with a brown suit on and a brown tie and a white shirt. You are going to be a well man. Whether it's this year, next year, or ten years from now, I don't know. But thus saith the Spirit. So that is, I went on overseas to Finland and so forth and come back and went down. And that night, just before I went to the meeting, Brother Baxter, which is listening right now, here somewhere, and he was a... Um, he was with me, and I'd been in the room for three days, just fasting and praying. Am I taking too much of your time? 
I hope not. Uh, I was been fasting and praying, and wouldn't go out to eat. Brother Baxter come and said, you got to eat tonight, so he took me down to the cafeteria, and just as we got in the cafeteria, he said, um, say, he said, well, we're kind of fasting here, so there's some of our friends in there, and they're probably sitting close now to this one to give me that hat the other day. The Wilbanks was a very fine friend, said, they sure want to talk to you. Well, it's not as I don't want to talk to people, but when that's on, you just simply go to revealing things. So when we started out, Brother and Sister Wilbanks, sure enough, they visited me the other day down home, and they were standing the other side of the door and they come out and said, Brother Bram, want to shake your hand? And Brother Baxter said, now look, said, don't talk to me. And they, they said, we understand. They're very lovely. And he shook my hand. And I started going down the street and I started walking down the street. The Holy Spirit said, turn around and go in the car with them. I thought, that, I just impressed. I'd go on. I said, Brother Baxter, it's a nice night. And he said, yes. I felt something stop me. Looked like I couldn't move my legs anymore. Just getting, couldn't move my legs no more. I stopped real still. He said, what's the matter? I said, Brother Baxter, I must go back and get in the car with Will Banks. He said, Brother Brandon, you can't. I said, it's the Spirit of the Lord. He said, all right, then. So we turned and went back, got into the car. I said, would you take me around to the hotel, Brother Will Banks? He said, yes. We went around to the hotel, and when we got out of the hotel, at the hotel we started up, Brother Baxter went walking on in. I started in, and something said, go back and talk to Will Banks. I went back, I said, friends, I hope there's nothing wrong with your family. There's something here that just keeps telling me uh, uh, about this. I said, not to, to not to do this, you see, and not to go in and so forth. He said, well, he said, there's nothing wrong with this or not. I said, there's something strange. And Brother Baxter then went over there. There's a, a ring over there with some flowers in it, right almost the hotel. And Brother Baxter sat over there with this uh, messing around the flowers. He said, come on in, Brother Bram. I said, in a little bit. And I said, I don't know, there's something happening somewhere. And I stayed there about three or four minutes. It looked like something said, go on in. I started to walk on in, and just as they pulled away and started to pull away, I looked coming down the street and stopped right up there by the side of a palm tree was the Reese family getting out. There he had the brown suit on, the brown tie. I looked at that. I looked at him. I never said a word as he did his super arm in there and hardly glory to God and here he comes down the street. They thought they had the Salvation Army out there. And up and down them steps he went on over to the meeting. I said, now go on over to the meeting and sit down. See, just don't say nothing. Just sit there at the meeting. There's a bunch over there tonight. I said, it's nothing in the world but them same old spirits that lived on Ananias and those priests back there denied the Lord Jesus. It's the same thing today, living in man. The devil takes his man but never his spirit. He just moves on, gets another one. And so then when it went on down like that, the Bible says they were foreordained to that condemnation. You know the Bible says that? Turning the grace of our Lord into his citizens. That's right. Jews. And then notice this. Then they come down there just born for unbelievers. There they were sitting there. And I got up and I said, now, I've been told here according to this that the FBI is going to expose me tonight. I said, all right. All right. FBI, wherever you are now. I said, my manager's gone and so forth. I Invite you to come on up to the platform and expose me. Is anything that I've done that's illegal, anything contrary to the Bible, anything illegal to the laws of the nation? I said, anything that come up and expose me and tell me where I'm wrong, which I knew was no FBI. So I just stood there a little bit, waited a little while. I said, no, it looks strange if the FBI don't come. I said, you got the platform. Come on. I said, if I've done anything wrong to be exposed, anything to anything, come up and tell me. See, here's what said, I'm willing to stand the, by the word of the Lord and, and to be exposed by it, see. I said, anything I've done. Just then I noticed moving over in this side, I seen a black object. And it moved across the audience and went over, hung right up there in the platform over a man dressed in a gray suit and one in the blue. They were preachers. I said, no, it ain't no FBI. I said, this said it was going to expose me tonight. The guys that done it hasn't got nerve enough. They've backed out. I said, there, they stepped right up there. I said, that man in the gray suit and that in the blue, and he got down like that. I said, I thought you were going to expose me. I said, all right. You're not FBI agents. You're a backslidden preacher. That's exactly what you are. You ask anybody you wish to, ask my manager. I said, you're a backslidden preacher. And I challenge you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
you wrote this sign and said, I was Simon the sorcerer. If I am Simon the sorcerer, and you're a holy man, then you come to the platform and God strike me dead. Then, if I am a man of God, and you're wrong, when you come to the platform, God strike you dead. Come on down now. <laughs> it's set there a little bit. First thing you know, I said, you see what's happening? Now, look, and just going out of the building real fast as hard as you could. I said, well, we'll wait a few minutes. Just play only believe or something. See if it comes. Nobody never did show up. Never has since. I said, you see what it is? When it comes to a showdown, to the side, it's nothing in the world but the devil. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. God's work moves on just the same. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. What would have happened when that maniac run to the platform that night? Here today I was told here by a minister, when I used to take the people by the hand, I know we had some impersonations of that, that's right. But a minister said, that man getting them by the hand and so forth like that, a minister that's going to cooperate my next meeting, he stand up to the platform and said, that guy is a spiritualist. That's all. Said he's nothing to him. Said he's nothing in the world but a spiritualist. Said he's a devil. He's a, he's a mind reader. Said there's nothing at all to that about his left hand. When that was first come, that was before this other had happened. Said there's nothing to it. And while in preaching, his hand went paralyzed from his wrist down. And today he's got big spots like leprosy. Not leprosy, but a spotted like leprosy all over his hand. On that same hand that he criticized mine of. I tell you, brother, the Bible said it's far better than a millstone is hanging to at you, drowning in the depths of the sea. That's right. So be careful. Know what you're talking about. See? Be careful. And that man has got his name on the paper to cooperate in this next meeting, willingly. See? If you don't understand, just keep still. Just don't say nothing about it. I wouldn't even be around where it was at. If I didn't believe in it, I just wouldn't even be around where it was at. I'd stay away from it. Why'd I say that? You think I stand here at the platform and not know things? Certainly I do. I want to read some scripture. Again. Twelfth verse. And by the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's court, and the rest doth no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them, and believers were more added to the Lord, multiplied both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the street, and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them. Oh, my. After calling two people in his audience that wasn't living right with God, the shadow that man passed over him. What? This is not my word. I'm not responsible for this. God inspired Holy Spirit wrote this holy written. You believe it? And I'd willingly offer my life that this is the truth. Look, there came also a multitude out of the city, around about to Jerusalem, bringing sick folk, them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one of them. You believe it? Look. A man, a, a spirit-filled, Pentecostal-born, Holy Ghost man of God, called out, separated, stood under inspiration, knowing nothing about what Ananias the Father had done. But when he came, they came into the building. The Holy Spirit revealed what had happened. God rewarded them of their iniquity, and they believed Jesus, the resurrected Christ, not Peter, the resurrected Christ that promised, I'll be with you, even in you, and even the shadow of that man passing down the street, he never prayed for nobody, walked down the street, and every one of them was healed, sick, afflicted, impotent, 
lame, unclean spirit. That's man who lives in adultery and uncleanliness and everything like that. Unclean spirit makes them do unclean things. Every one of them. Then if Jesus is the same tonight, if laying in the shadow of Peter would do such, what about right here when Jesus Christ is the same manifestation here among us? Don't take the shadow of Peter. It takes faith in the Son of God. Amen. You believe it? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh God, have mercy. I look at the people, how they're not thinking here in America. My lovely home. I love it, Lord. Oh, what a great country. We still got the open Bible. We got man of God who stands fearlessly proclaiming the word. God, how our nation has started eating off the other three. All together by education, our seminaries and everything, they have to be brought out with fine scholarships or they won't receive them. They have to belong to their own organization. They have to be well trained and taught. Oh, what a hindrance. How tall a man of God did we winning thousands of souls while he's in the school yonder, taking out of him what God put in him. What a kid. Lord, what can I do about it? I'm just a little insignificant, illiterate, worthy of all God's wrath to be poured upon me, uneducated, born in a sinful family, raised by bootlegging parents. How, God, how'd you ever save me? Mystery to me. And what's my voice? The only thing I can do is give my voice the best that I know how and call for mercy. So thankful that you saved me, Lord. Tonight, you saved me and heal me. You give me mercy and set me to tell others about the love of your Son, Jesus, Lord, with all my heart. Around the nation, around the world, I've tried to describe it. And out of there, he went forth great campaigns and meetings which are sweeping the world tonight. How we thank you for them. And then think a man of corrupt mind. But you said, as jammers to them, we stood Moses, so do these resist the truth. Never, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, Lord, I pray tonight that you'll grant your holy presence with us again. Just a few more nights in closing here. These lovely people sit in this auditorium here. Lord, how I thank you for these born-again men and women that sitting in this building, renowned Christians, sons and daughters of God, who if I shall have the, the privilege to gain the place to come to heaven, I'll live with them through secret ages. And here they are tonight. Given a portion of their living, you see the meeting going on, setting up here in the hot seat, standing with fans, just as loyal as they can be coming every night. Let everybody say what they want to, call what they want to, they still believe, they come right on, nothing shakes them. God bless them, please be, Father. May they receive the riches of thy blessing. And I stand as Moses of old, standing in the breach for the people. God bless this people. Bless the pastors, the churches, every church that's cooperating, and even those who are not cooperating, indifferent. God, I don't pray for nothing else but they might see this marvelous, happy, glorious privilege that Christians have in walking the life. Grant it, Lord. We're not doing it to be different, Lord, but if I should hold my peace and just think of the thousands would have died. Oh, God, and now some of them are winning thousands of souls for you, and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of souls are being won just because of the great healing ministries producing the privilege to the people. Oh, merciful God, then move upon us tonight in a miraculous way, an outstanding way. Manifest thy love to us while we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. as he tells me to speak. I only do just what he tells me to do. All that understand that, just say amen. amen. All right. I want you to remember that. Believe that with all your heart.
and God manifests himself to you. Now, <clears throat> to make well, each night I tried reverently to be just as considerate with the audience. It's very hard. I stand there and maybe I'll, I'll let you know this. When you see me speak to different people, I watch that light. When I get an anointing, I see it. I don't see it now. When the anointing comes, I do see it. And I watch it. Now, that's the reason I don't let you flash cameras. It's because sometimes I see it move. I'm watching since the camera flashes, it throws me off and it gets me off seeing I miss something. That's the reason I say don't flash the camera while I'm, while I'm praying, while the anointing is on. It's nothing in the world but the sovereignty of God. That's right. Now, I come down and try to be honest with every one of you, to try to do just to uh, just what I think is the best thing for you. Uh, I give out so many prayer cards each day. I call from a certain number of them for not knowing where. God in heaven knows in my Bible over my heart. I don't know a bit more where to call from in that line tonight of a hundred cards that my boy give out. I don't know a one to call. And God, who is my judge, knows that. I don't know where to call. What? We just say, uh, Billy don't know when he's giving, he gives you a card, you fill it out. They pick it up down here and give to the ministers your name and address on it and so forth. They check up with you. So they get your testimony and put it out in public. First, your testimony has to be bonafide, has to have your name on it. It's not right. See? And so therefore, when you give the testimony, that's you. It ain't what I said, it's what you said. We'd like for your doctor to say it. And we got the doctor's statement, then we put in books. So they can check back. Now there's a hundred cards. What'd you give out, Paul? Hmm. Prayer cards, all you'll see on the name, it's got your name and address and so forth on the front, and on the back it's got a letter and a number, P. One to a hundred. Now all, Almighty God knows all things. I to call you from, just wherever he puts upon my mind, then I will call. He's telling you today that people wrangle for, I don't need them prayer cards, that prayer card is just to get you up to this platform. That prayer card has nothing to do with your healing. Well, there's more people healed out there that don't even know about a prayer card, never has had a prayer card, than there is with prayer cards. Did you know that? Listen at it at night when the Holy Spirit begins to move out, catching over those people who don't even have prayer cards. <laughs> it's the difference. I believe I'll do something else right now. How many people here has not got a prayer card? Let's see your hand. Raise up your hand everywhere that uh, hasn't got prayer cards. All right. This line, that second line right there. I see nearly a solid mass of you there that hasn't got prayer cards. All right. You that hasn't got prayer cards, beginning over there at the end, come to, over this way. Get up. You without a prayer card there. And then you next. Rest. Everybody sit still now. You next. 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 Next, coming along the road there. It's sick and hasn't got a prayer card. Get up along there. All right, now let that group come right like that without prayer cards. The other back there, you get down there and sit, and the rest of them come just like that. So I call for them. Billy, you get down here and line your line up. That's without you without prayer cards. You with prayer cards, hold your peace just a minute. How many of you that uh, in here that has prayer cards? Let's see your hand. Like it's not the balconies are blank, way back in the back are blank, and some right in here are blank. All right. I believe if the good Lord willing, was you in that line, lady? You, you, you don't have a prayer card. You don't have a prayer card. I just, just hold your peace just a moment. Now I'll get to the prayer card after a bit if the Lord willing. But you hold your prayer card just a little bit. So that you'll see it's not your prayer card, it has nothing to do with it. All right. You got a prayer card, honey? All right, you just hold your prayer card. I'll call for you in a little bit if I can. Yeah, okay, honey. I'm calling for those of you who don't have prayer cards. All right. Now, you got a few in there now. Now, Brother Baxter, now you stand at the end of that uh, right down here. And just as I call, uh, the next line's back in there without prayer cards, hold your hands. Now, wait, no, just a minute. Just a minute. Don't stand up. Just a minute. Without prayer cards, around over the building anywhere without prayer cards, let's see if I can get a solid mass of them somewhere. 
Yeah. All right. All right, now you hold it. Just stay right there. When I call, I'll call maybe a line behind us, seeing a group there, and then about third or fourth line back, there was a group that didn't have prayer cards. There's a group sitting right along here on this second line here that don't have prayer cards. All right. Now just, just be reverent. Without your prayer cards now. Now everybody be reverent. Now let's bow our heads everywhere. Heavenly Father, I don't want to disappoint these people with the prayer cards who come here reverently as we've asked them to and sit here that, that, in this meeting that they, and this afternoon in this hot building and receive prayer cards. But dear Heavenly Father, that the people might understand that it doesn't take prayer cards to heal the sick. It takes faith in your Son, Jesus Christ, to heal the sick. And we want them to know that, Lord, and I pray now that you'll honor and respect this effort tonight. God grant it, will you please, just as you changed my mind standing right here at this platform just now. While you're doing this, I do not know. The only thing I know, you just spoke to me just now when the angels of the Lord come near and said, don't call in prayer cards. And I'm obeying what you said do. I'm only following. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe somebody coming up here that's really in a dying condition. This is going to be their last night. Lord, I pray that it is that you'll have mercy upon them and will heal them. Grant us, Lord, whatever you see, thou doest all things well. Hear the prayer of your servant through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. I would if somebody would get me a little a bit of water, if you will. I've been speaking quite a little bit. Now, I want everybody to be reverent. And I want you in the balcony up there, you that haven't any prayer cards, and you that haven't any prayer cards, when I call you, if God speaks, I want you that has them to pray cards, wherever I have to speak where the Holy Spirit leads. Now watch the light, it'll hang over the person. See? But it looks like the balconies especially, and right along in here, there's no prayer cards. It'll seem like there's no prayer cards right along down through that section there, and right back in there. It's kind of way back in there. Well, didn't you all hold it? You ain't got no prayer cards back there? All right, that's fine. All right, everyone, reverend. Now, just, just believe with all your heart, God will bring it past. Now, lady, have you come believing? You believe with all your heart that God's going to grant your healing? All right, come up. Now, do you believe with all your heart that I be God's servant? You do. All right. Now, you don't even have a prayer card. You just come in here tonight and sit down, probably come into the meeting, and, well, you're just sitting there kind of surprised calling you. Well, I'm, I'm just your brother. I said brother because you're a Christian. You're a believer. I knew that by the welcome of your spirit. You are a Christian, a believer. And you realize that you and I both are going to have to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And I'm just talking to you like our master did at the woman at the well. Do you believe that Jesus Christ, who talked at the woman at the well and said, um, bring me a drink. He wanted to carry a conversation with him. And what was he trying to do? If I tell you, you might not understand just now, but he was trying to catch her spirit, you see, see to see what it was. He perceived her thoughts, you see, what was moving. He knew what they were thinking about. And he was trying, now today they call him a mind reader, wouldn't he? The devil has a bogus of it out yonder. The devil has a bogus of everything that God's got real. That goes to show because the devil's got something out there, a bogus of it shows that there's a real one it's made off of. Is that right? When anybody knows that stuff's wrong, that's the devil. But a Christian can detect between the, the devil and God, he is and he really needs an experience with God, doesn't he? That's right. Now, what I'm talking to you for is to catch your, your spirit, to see what, see what it moves in, and I can only say what I see. But if I be able to know what is wrong with you, then you'll believe me to be his prophet, won't you? I see you've been shook up lately. Something has happened that's really give you a real hard shaking, isn't that right? You've got two or three things wrong with you. What's your fear about the cancer oil? Isn't that right? Is that what's wrong with you? And you have 
and uh, you are anemia too. You have anemia and a female trouble. You've been nervous for a long time also, but your main object is your cancer that you're afraid is going to take your life, which it is going to take your life if God doesn't give you mercy. Is that right? If it is, raise your hand to the people. Now to you imposer that said that it was mental telepathy, me reading that off of a prayer card, aren't you ashamed of yourself? God be merciful to your sinful soul. God will deal with you for that. All right, come near, sister, for your healing. Almighty God, have mercy upon this dear woman. She's standing here, Lord. She realizes she, she's near the end of the journey. Now I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you will heal her and make her well. Grant it, dear Lord, while your spirit is near here, revealing to her her conditions and where she's there and what the what they told her in her examinations and so forth. Thou art here, Lord, to make her well. And I bless her now in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, that you heal her and make her well. Cancer, you who are bothering her, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, as a servant of God, I say, cursed be you. You're not afraid of me, but you are of him. So I have the right to his name. Being a Christian ordained for this work, come out of the woman. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, my sister, go on home and forget all about your cancerous condition. Forget all that others. You're going to be well. Do you believe me? No. Go on rejoicing. I say thank God. Be merciful. I ever want to be reverent. I'll have to bring you. Do you believe, sir? I'm a stranger to you. I believe. I don't know you. I might have seen you somewhere. If I do, I don't remember you. You've seen me. Where are you from? Right here. From, oh, from Florida. Well, uh, uh, no, um, That's where you saw me? No, uh, I saw you down in Miami. Oh, it's Miami. Long time ago, one of those, yes, sir. Well, then, to know you, I don't know you. You no, just see me. Yes. Now, if I be God's prophet, and you know there's no way at all for me to know anything wrong with you, if I be God's prophet, then God can reveal to me your trouble. Is that right? And then, if I, if I can, by God's power, then you will believe with all your heart that God sent me. Is that right? Sir, you have a throat trouble. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. There's not a way in the world for me to know that, but to see you holding your throat like that and <clears throat> getting that in your throat of that. All right, come here now and you can be healed. Dear Heavenly Father, upon this man's confession, knowing him a Christian and the seeing praying over these conditions, Lord, I now bless him and say for this throat trouble to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, brother. Go home now and be well. Let's say thanks be to God. Amen. All right. If I be God's prophet, I'll know what's wrong with you. Is that right? As Jesus knew the woman at the well. All right. If I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with you right now, will you believe me to be his prophet? You have heart trouble. Is that right? You had heart trouble. I go home and be well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's say praise the Lord. Everyone be reverent. How the Spirit of God's moving in the audience. Faith is again moving. Hear me. You are a stranger to me. I do not know you. You just happen to come in and sit down and called up here at the platform. I don't know you, nothing about you, never seen you in my life. We're perfect strangers. But God can reveal to me. You, you can, I can't heal you, but you can't hide your life now. You know that. You can't hide it. And you realize that something's going on, don't you? 
I'm watching the vision. I'm seeing you try to move in the morning when you get out of bed. You got arthritis. Is that right? <laughs> You're healed. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Go and be made well. All right. Let's say praise be to God. You believe with all your heart? You want to serve him? Yes, All right, go on the road and be made well in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the way, that's the way to, be, to be healed. All right. Say praise the Lord. Come. Oh, yes. I do recognize you, my brother. I want to shake your hand. <laughs> yeah, you're from Louisville. Yes, I remember you. You've come here to be prayed for. I forget what was wrong with you, but you just recently healed of a cancer, and there's some kind of a, he's over in my house talking to me, and there's some kind of swelling in your side or something like that. And you said you'd go to come here at the meeting, and did you just get in today? Oh, you were here last week. This man was dying here a few months ago with cancer. Here he is healed. Something set in, he works for a railroad company, and there's some kind of a swelling in his side. Isn't that clean? Clean. He said, Brother Branham, I want to come when it's under the anointing. Uh, I, I want to do it. So I do know this man. I know him. I want you to know. I, I know the man. And but that way, I want to pray for him while the anointing's on. I know what's wrong with him by him coming to my house and what has happened, but I want to pray for him while the anointing's on. I never noticed you in that line, sir. Was you in that line that I called? I didn't know that. Come here and let's pray. Now, Heavenly Father, here is my brother standing here who has just done so many lovely things. I've seen him sit in a little tabernacle down there and want to go out and say, Brother Branham, when you have a meeting, when the anointing's on, I want to come near. And now, Heavenly Father, breathe just now as he sees your spirit moving and know that this is not his brother Branham here now. It's you standing near. And I bless him, Father, for his gallant faith and curse this disease of his side. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it leave him and may he live a long, happy life and rejoice and be made happy and do God's work the rest of his days. Through Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. God bless you, brother. Go home now and be well. Let's say praise be to God. Everyone, reverence, if you will. All right, come near. What do you think? Do you believe me? I see you're awful nervous. All right, well, that's perfectly all right. You've got a right to be nervous, standing up at this kind of time. But you're a stranger to me. I don't know you. I've never seen you in my life. Don't know nothing about you. Say, I'll tell you something first. You're not from this country. You're from across the sea somewhere. I see waters waving as you come across. You're from either you're from either down in Lower Mexico or South America. I see South America. Is that right? That is right. And you suffer with cancer. Is that right? Come here. Almighty God, in the name of your Son, Jesus, I bless this woman and curse the cancer. Send her home to be well. Satan, leave the woman. Come out of her. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go off the platform, rejoice, and return back to South America and get well. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Come, ladies. Do you believe with all your heart as you come? Do you believe God? Let us just raise our hands and offer a word of praise. Our Heavenly Father, we praise thee. Thou art here, nothing can stand before you. You know all things. Lord Jesus, you know the beginning from the end. You know all things. I pray that you'll bless, Lord, tonight, every one of these people and make them well. Hear the prayer of thy servant as I offer praise and thanksgiving to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, everyone, reverend. Now, where's your prayer card? Hold it just a moment. Just a minute. Where's your prayer card? Raise your hand. I mean the prayer card. You see, it don't take your prayer card. That's only merely to try to get somebody lined up here. I hope you understand. Now, go to praying in the audience. Believe in God. I know where I am now. I know where I stand. 
I know that God is with me. I know that he's here. I don't fear nothing because he's here. And he told me, I'll stand with you. No things will stand before you all the days of your life. I believe God. And I know where I stand. That means the condition's done left you so you can go ahead home now and be healed. See that color lady raise her hand right there just now. Up there, that white looking hang on, got that stomach trouble. Stand right up there. About four rows up. About three or four in. A white blouse on there with a stomach trouble. Yes, sir. You don't you don't have a prayer card? You don't have a prayer card. All right, you got stomach trouble, haven't you? All right. I see it up above there holding yourself and trying to vomit out, spit up your food dyspepsy. Is that right? Is that right? Raise your hand, wave it like this. All right, you can go home and eat your food now. You're healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I see a minister preaching at a platform. I see him examined. There he steps right there at the end with a brown suit on. Aren't you a minister of the gospel? Is that right? All right, you're suffering with some kind of a stomach or a colon, colon bowel trouble. Isn't that right? Got him even the bowel. All right, you want to be healed? You believe me as God's prophet? You believe Jesus Christ the Son of God? Of course you do. All right, go home and get well now, Reverend, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe God. Have faith in God. That lady sitting right up there with a white hat on up there, are standing with her fan back and forth this way. She's got diabetes, but anemia too also. She can be healed too if you want to stand on your feet. You that look sideways there, rise up. Is that right? It is, raise your hand without your card. All right. Go home now and get well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have faith in God. You believe him? You was anemia too. Is that right? Standing right back behind that lady. Is that right? All right, you can go home and get well. You don't need no card. That colored lady there, she has got that there uh, female trouble. She has she hasn't got no prayer card either. If you want to be healed, if you do, all right, you may receive it. If you want to stand up and believe, all right, accept it. God bless you. Go home and get well. All right. You believe God? I've seen something else flash here in the corner just a minute. I believe it's over this lady in the Sitting at the men at the end, no, it isn't. The lady there on the corner. There's something wrong with bladder trouble, leaking in the bladder. Is that right, lady? If it is, stand up to your feet. Stand up to your, is that right? Is that true? All right, you can go home and get well in the name of the Lord Jesus. You believe him with all your heart? What about you people over here? You believe God? What are some people that didn't have the prayer cards now? All right. Hallelujah. I see a man sitting out there with spinal trouble, sitting right there with a colored shirt on. Isn't that right? That's right. You want to get well? Say, has, is that your wife sitting next to you there? She has the same thing, doesn't she? All right, you can both go home and get well. God bless you. You believe with all your heart? What was you clapping your hands, sir? There's a green shirt on and a tie. Yes. You bothered you, aren't you? Uh-huh. Listen, there's one thing you need above everything. That's salvation. Isn't that right? You need to accept Jesus as your Savior. Is that right? Do you do it? Stand to your feet if you'll accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, you want me to tell you what you're suffering with? A high blood pressure. It's going to leave you now. You can go home saved and healed. God bless you. A lady sitting next to him there, the little anemia sitting there next to him, he said, be healed too if she wants to. You stand up there, yeah, right there, that, that's right. You can go home and get well from that condition if you wish to be. Let's say praise be to God. Have mercy. God have mercy. 
Ladies sitting up yonder, a little lady with the arthritis there can be healed too. Yes, sir. Sure, too. You can rise up and be made well. The man there who's got the heart trouble standing by the side of his wife. Something wrong there with her, wrong with her mouth. She's got some kind of a mouth disease. And that's right. Both sinners accept Christ, go home and get be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Deny the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Shame on you. Our Lord Jesus is here. He stands here at the platform now. His spirit is here to heal anybody that wants to be healed. I challenge any man or woman in here to accept him as their Savior, as their healer, but what will be healed? You believe it? You believe he is, my prayer? Just a minute, I want to pray. Bow your heads, everybody. Oh, Lord, be merciful to the unbeliever, the sinner outside of God, outside of Christ. Oh, Father, come near now. Please breathe upon these honest hearts here. Here's me. Here's a bunch of handkerchief letters laying before me. God, I see standing out yonder in a little old cabin waiting. A little old mother and dad sitting back in the corner, dad with arthritis. Oh, eternal God. That mother waiting for this letter to return for that little baby standing yonder. Eternal God, it was written in the Word that when the Red Sea got in the road of Israel, God looked down to the pillar of fire, and the sea got scared and moved back. And the children of Israel passed over. God, when this token is sent, these handkerchiefs, and when they reach the people that they were supposed to reach, by the token of faith and commemoration of thy great servant Paul, who's among the immortals tonight, may them diseases, people may Satan, get scared and move back. May they move over into the promised land of good health and strength. Grant it, Lord, while sitting here in this building, men and women are sitting here praying, Lord God, it's between death and life form. Many of them are bound by Satan. Oh, Father, I pray with all my heart. You said the affectional fervent prayer of a righteous man. Lord, we realize that there's none righteous, no, not one. But, oh, God, in the name of the righteous one, Jesus Christ, I pray with all my heart, all my strength, that you will heal every sick and afflicted person here tonight. May there not be a feeble one. May everyone receive healing just now. May the great Spirit of God move over the ceiling like a great pillar waiting down like the wings of an angel who moves down over this chair and gets down in the soul of every believer. Heal them, Lord. Come out, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave every one of them. Come out of the people. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. And we know that heavens and earth will pass away, but Your word will never pass away. We pray, Father, may the words that we've heard today continue to change our nature from the inside until, Father, the inside man becomes the image of, in the image of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Prisoners chains with bleeding stripes, Paul inside.
Your name. 